Well, good day, ladies and gentlemen. How the hell are you all doing today? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Johnny No Cash, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Life with Johnny No Cash. And as you know, it has been a minute since the last episode. I apologize. You know, it's tricky sometimes keeping a routine, especially depending on where I've been camping. But, uh, and I also got to say, we're back in the back of the van. I can't really do this outside at the moment. Why? Because I have been threatened with the boot at where I'm at right now. But that is exactly what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some excuses that you can use when you're camping. If somebody's trying to find you or trying to tow you out of there, I got some great excuses for you to use on your next camping excursion and somebody's trying to get you the fuck off their property. And I put that in big air quotes because a lot of the times, you know, it's just like some 17-year-old doing his job. You can come up with some great excuses. Now, before I jump into that, I got to say, once again, thank you all so much for continuing to support me and support, you know, this content. It's been rough over the last couple weeks, so I understand that it has been a gap between the last episode and this one. It's tough. Sometimes it just, you know, uh, time and, and location is not working on my side. So I do apologize for sometimes these gaps in between episodes, but I'll try my best to be as consistent as humanly possible, but I can't guarantee that shit. But you guys have been great. Thank you so much for that continued support. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. Definitely share it if this is something you dig. If it ain't, well, just move along. There's probably something else you'll enjoy. Now, without further ado, let's jump into getting the boot. Here we go. I'm living in a van playing outlaw too. Live with Johnny No Cash. Smoking them smokes and drinking that booze. Live with Johnny No Cash. Where I go, how the fuck don't know I'm off the grid on dusty roads. There ain't no better way of eating beans. All right, so I am currently right here on Mount Seymour. I kind of stumbled across this place uh, mainly because I really wanted to get the fuck out of the damn city, as you've heard me say hundreds of times before, and I didn't want to go back to Squamish. The reason why I didn't want to is it was getting a little too safe. It was getting a little too easy. You know, as much as I love it up there and as much as I'm very comfortable with the spot that I have there, I needed a little change of scenery. So I ended up coming north of Vancouver to Mount Seymour. And this is a beautiful, absolutely beautiful spot. I'm actually pretty much right at the top. Uh, This is a ski hill. And last night it dropped to minus, no, minus, to plus six degrees. I was wearing my winter jacket. It started raining out. There's snow still up here. It's wild. And it's crazy to think because it's like late June And, you know, I can't say that in all my life that I have seen snow in late June. So that's kind of cool. And this is a beautiful spot. You know, there's lots of hiking trails. There's fishing. There's skiing in the wintertime. Like, this spot really has everything. The only thing it doesn't have is free overnight camping slash parking. I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but right now I just want to get you guys up to speed of what's been going on in the last like week and a half, two weeks since the last episode, you know? So I came back from Squamish right back into the city because I had some acting gigs 
And, you know, I'm extremely grateful for the agent that I have. She's been incredible. She's been extremely flexible with my lifestyle. I've even told her, like, I live off the grid most of the time. Sometimes if I am in the city, I'm, like, sleeping behind fucking, you know, uh, department stores or, you know, down by the bay. <laughs> like, and she's cool with it. And uh, actually... She had a gig for me, and I was up in Squamish at that time, and I would have had to strike everything to drive back to the city, which I was willing to do, but she said, you know what, just stay where you are, continue camping, and we'll work things out. What a gem she is. And you know, uh, so I came back into the city, I did uh, three, four days on set, um, and that was great, it's always good to make a little bit of cash here and there, because the city just fucking devours your money, and you know, it, it sucks for me to say, and it sucks for me to admit, but I will say that I have succumbed to the fucking luxuries of city life. You know, you're, you're hungry, you, you just want a coffee. You just buy it, you know, and it sucks because when you're broke, you, you, you got a nickel and dime it, but you do it anyway. It's that convenience that sometimes gets to even the best of us. God damn, I hate it. It just seems to fucking l- like lurk on you. Is that even a word? Who cares? But it kind of just grabs on you and it's like, you know what? What's more important? Your time or your money? And it's like, Fuck. Fine, I'll just get a goddamn coffee and I'll get a buddy burger and we'll call it a damn day, you know? And that's usually what I live off of. And not only that, but then you're not using your water, you're not using your dish uh, water, your soap and all that kind of shit. And now that it's nice out, you can eat outside. I could complain and give excuses for this all fucking day long, but I won't. But it's just one of those things that I think it latches onto everybody. You know, it's it's something that has really kind of magnified itself to me the longer and longer I've been in the city. It's like, ah, you know what, I'll just go out for a beer. Yeah, you know, I'll just go out for this or that. And it sucks because I much prefer to be in the middle of buttfuck nowhere drinking my crazy monkey vodka and eating fish or, you know, uh, some pork chops, which is, you know, I, I buy the cheapest meat possible. Pork chops and fish. That is what I eat most of the time. Potatoes, mushrooms, onions, and sometimes, if I'm feeling real fucking fancy, some asparagus. I actually had that last night. So I come back into this city. I get a few days on set, and I know that, you know, I'm slowly adding up to, you know, what I need to go to L.A. next month. And it really fucking dawned on me. And I, and I just got to say, I'm really sorry for making these false promises. And I hope you don't fucking judge me for this. Sometimes I just don't know what the future holds, especially when I don't have a routine, when I don't have a schedule, and when I don't really know where I'm fucking going to go. But unfortunately, I will not be driving down to L.A. this summer or next month. I kind of did the math. I, you know, considering that now I've got an agent and I need to be working as much as humanly possible, I really need to kind of make myself available. And it really sucks to say that because it's me succumbing to the fucking grip of the corporate world. But uh, I've decided that it's cheaper and much more, uh, I guess... It just works out in, a, in the bigger scheme of things if I just fucking fly down and get the cheapest hotel humanly possible and then fly back. And, and ultimately it is. Like I did the fucking math and like to put 
4,000 kilometers on White Lightning, along with all the gas, along with all the food and booze that I'd be drinking on the way. Of course, all the money that I'd be spending in L.A. on top of coming back. It just didn't seem, first of all, I couldn't afford it. Like, there was no goddamn way I'd be able to, like, come back to B.C. and live comfortably. It was just not going to happen. So, unfortunately, I apologize. Hopefully, maybe in the fall, I can do, like, a trip down the coast or something, and we can do this trip together. But I'm not going to be driving. It just makes a lot more sense if I fly. And that way, I don't have my shit to worry about. You know, I'm not worrying about somebody busting into my van. I'm not worried about, like, you know, losing some shit or any kind of insurance. You know, I just want to avoid it. So, um, I will be, of course, going over to Instagram and giving tons of updates and all this kind of stuff, but I just want to say right away, uh, I, I apologize for that false promise that I'd be taking you guys on this epic fucking road journey, but it just doesn't make sense to me and I just can't afford it. So I will be flying down. I believe I leave on the 6th and then I come back on the 12th. So that being said, you know, I'm gearing up for this wedding. I got a a suit fitting the other day. I dropped Eddie Murphy's name and he's given me a fucking deal. So it's all good, man. It's, it's kind of working out. And I figured I'd wanted to give my money back to a Canadian company. And it was a small business uh, here in Vancouver that rents tuxes and suits and things like that. And I just thought to myself, it's just better if, if I'm going to spend any money on a suit at all, I may as well invest and, and put it right back into, you know, my country and my province. And uh, the guy was super cool about it. He's going to let me have the suit for nine days or whatever it is um, for a very low cost. So that's super cool. Now, once I get the suit, you know, I'll, I'll give them a big shout out for helping me out there. Um, as of right now, we haven't sealed any real deal. Um, so we'll see how. And, you know, I got to say the suit is pretty fucking nice. Even though I put on a little bit of weight around the old fucking midsection, it just happens when you get older. I'm sure all you guys, 35 and up, are fucking feeling it. You're seeing it, right? Well, I am too. And it kind of sucked whenever he measured my waist and and it was an inch, an inch bigger than I uh, thought. And I mean, normally that's a big, (laughs) that's a good thing in some departments, but not in the waist So anyway, uh, we're getting ready for this. I'm really excited to ditch my van for a good chunk of time, head down to to L.A. and see what the fuck this is all about. It's pretty incredible. And um, I've been playing basketball quite a bit, trying to, you know, shed some of this weight. I know it's weird to say, yeah, I'm playing fucking basketball of all goddamn sports. But the thing is, is I play it. Because it's a good solo sport. I don't need anybody else. It's not like throwing a frisbee around against a wall or, you know, fucking playing mini golf by yourself. By the way, I can't stand golf to begin with. But basketball has been a good way of utilizing my time while I've been in the city. Uh, there's courts everywhere. You can buy a ball for 10 fucking dollars. I mean, it's a shitty ball, but it still bounces. You know, it still bounces, and that's all that fucking matters. And I've been playing basketball as much as possible while I've been in the city. Uh, Not too many people want to play with me, and I get it. You know, I'm not that great, so um, it's pretty much been solo basketball play from the entire time. 
but it's been fun. I love getting a little sweat going. I like getting the old ticker, fucking ticking again. You know, sometimes when you're just sitting around and you're doing fuck all, you realize, man, I, I need to be doing something with my life. And whenever I'm in the woods, all I do is chop wood and haul wood and fucking cut. And, and I, I love that shit. It keeps me busy. But the city just gives me zero options i'm not like a jogger i'm not into you know beach push-ups or beach workouts or any of that douchebaggery shit so basketball has been one of the best things that i've kind of discovered uh as of late in the last month or something like that so it's been really good and now you know i understand you know i've talked about this before but i gotta talk about you know a lot of times I get messages from you guys saying, you know, talk about van life. Like, talk about, you know, some of the the, the pros and cons about van life. Because sometimes you get off on a topic, whether it's about acting or music or something like that. And I understand this is about, you know, van life, living off the grid, um, kind of doing your own thing. And some of the the trials and errors that, that I have or you may have if you decide to live in a van. I mean, now that we're getting into summertime, there's a lot more people you know ditching their their apartments and doing the van life uh kind of lifestyle so i wanted to talk today about getting the boot because it is bound to happen and i know i've touched base on this before but i think it's also a very important topic to talk about because it's like i said it's bound to happen and you need to be prepared for it you need to be prepared for that big fucking strong knock on your window nobody's ding 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 they're fucking pounding on your either the side of your van or the window itself and you know rather than getting all you know scared and fucking shook up i've got a couple pointers for you and a couple great excuses to use to get your ass out of these situations because honestly it's kind of nerve-wracking um sometimes you're on a residential street and clearly you are not part of this neighborhood you know you stand right out like a sore thumb especially in something like this big white fucking van with a big top you know they've never seen it parked there before clearly somebody's in it and you know sometimes they don't want that activity in their neighborhood and i get it i'm taking advantage of, you know, the neighborhood itself. They're not taking advantage of me. So I've been busted a number of times and it's bound to happen again and again and again. And I've noticed that sometimes you just got to come up with some fucking bold excuses and kind of stand your ground. You know, don't buckle to some of these threats. These threats, that's their job. And I understand it's their job to kind of have you move along and move on to either another neighborhood where, you know, you have to risk it there or just somewhere else in in general. Now, sometimes all you got to do is show a bit of humanity. You know, sometimes you just got to fucking tell them that something's wrong. And the reason why you're there is because there's, you know, a, a problem with either your van or yourself. So I've been using... <laughs> I got the boot today and I'm still here. Okay. The the reason why the, the purpose of this episode is because I woke up today in the parking lot on Mount Seymour to a fucking pound on the side of the van. And I just stood my ground. I was like, what? And she was like, you know, there's no camping here. And I said, well, there's no signs. And she said, well, there is actually a sign at the information booth. And I told her, I was like, I was at the information booth yesterday and there was no sign. 
and she's trying to describe how it was uh, written on the information booth. And I'm just saying, well, it wasn't clear, eh? And I apologize, but I'm here to hike today. And rather than me exhausting myself by driving around the city of Vancouver, trying to find an Airbnb or a hotel, I just decided to camp here for the night because I'm going to be hiking all day long on your mountain. And she was like, oh, oh, so you're, you're actually here to hike today. And I said, hey, absolutely. I'm not just fucking crashing here, which I was. And she was like, oh, well, you know, just to let you know, no problem. You can stay here because it's now the morning. And, and I even said that. I'm like, well, I'm staying here now because, like, it's not overnight. I already kind of breached the fucking rule. You know, you should have pounded on the door last night, which wouldn't have worked either because I was drunk. And I would have used a completely different excuse. But this morning... If you're like near some trails or a mountain or something like that, use your surroundings as the excuse, okay? So if you're near, you know, some hiking trails or a fishing hole or something like that, all you need to do is fucking ask or, or tell them, listen, I'm here to use the facilities. I apologize. It's not going to happen again, but I just figured it was better for me to just crash the night and I'm going to be hiking all day and you won't see my van by nightfall of the following day. And usually they're cool. You're not going to get a ticket. It's always a warning. And you got to also remember that a lot of these, like these tree cops, they don't want any trouble. They really don't. They, they'd much prefer to give you a warning than to have any kind of confrontation whatsoever. And I get it. Nobody wants, you know, any kind of confrontation with a stranger. You just don't know. All right. So be kind. Don't be aggressive. This is another this is another key, key uh, point here, folks. Do not be aggressive. Be friendly. Just let them know that you're a human being and, you know, you just messed up a big fucking deal, you know, and, and make it seem to them like it's uh, listen, it's no big deal. Uh, move along and you won't see me in 24 hours. 90% of the time that works. Now, if you've been drinking now, some of you guys have been following the podcast since day one. You'll know this excuse, but this is a great excuse. If you've been fucking boozing it hard and somebody comes and pounds on the side of your door or the side of your van, all you have to say is admit that you're drinking. 90% of the time, they're going to just let it slide. 90%. You have a 10% chance and they're like, whoa, well, you know, you have the keys. You're the owner of the vehicle. You have the keys to the ignition. We're going to arrest you for being drunk in your vehicle. That's only 10% of the time. It's never happened to me, and I've used this excuse many fucking times. Just let them know that you're too drunk to drive, and it's just better if you sleep it off and you'll be out of there by morning. It's once one, you're being responsible. Two, you're being honest. And three, you're letting the officer know that you are, you know, consciously aware that it's a better idea if you just sleep it off and by, you know, dawn that you're going to get the fuck out of there after you've had your cup of coffee. All right. Like I said, most people are fairly reasonable and they're going to listen to you and they're going to probably just, you know, let it slide. People don't want confrontation, like I've said great excuse another great excuse for you folks sleeping in parking lots like walmart or, or um uh canadian tire or things like that this is a fucking golden excuse you'll never ever 100 percent get away with this one if somebody comes up security or whatever and pounds on your door late at night asking you to leave all you have to say is say you have an appointment with the mechanic at 8 a.m 
That means that you are a customer of the business itself. You're just waiting it out. You clearly have car trouble or van troubles, right? Clearly there's a a problem with the vehicle moving. So it's better. Listen, I got an appointment here tomorrow morning. Don't you worry, brother. I'm going to fucking come 7.30 a.m. I'm going to be pulling into your garage, giving you guys cash for the service that you provide. And the more you kind of work this shit up, <laughs> the more the security is going to realize, you know, is it worth it to call the cops or a tow truck? Hell no. I have an appointment here. I'm actually supposed to be here. And you just emphasize this and you reason with them. And again, 100% of the time, they're going to be like, all right, okay, I get it. So that's another great excuse to use if you're, like I said, um, anywhere in like a major kind of um, retail parking lot of any kind of sort like that just bullshit what kind of services do they have that you can use as an excuse to stay there just do a little bit of research is there is there something like is there an oil change or is there a tire like my tires just about to fucking blow <laughs> i mean that wouldn't work but i mean you know you just gotta come up with some bullshit excuses and like i said most of the time they're not gonna question it they're just gonna be like you know fuck it all right you're fine fine you know so i got the boot this morning uh, well i'm still here like i said and actually uh, actually to be perfectly honest i breached the law way worse last night than i did sleeping here i actually broke into um the camping site that's right next to where i'm i'm staying right now fucking had a fire was drinking booze um was not allowed to be there whatsoever but i took my chances the reason why i'm out here to begin with is not only to get away from the city, but to fucking enjoy, you know, the stars, uh, the the sound of the flames of and 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 you know the small accomplishment of building a fire. I know it is such a simple, fucking primitive thing to call an accomplishment, but trust me, even someone like myself who builds fires all the time, there is a slight bit of like nostalgia and and a slight accomplishment feeling you feel kind of good once you get that flame going and you start throwing on the timber and the and the and the kindling and then you start throwing on the logs i don't know i i, I know it may sound simple to you and it may sound like god damn why is he making such a big deal of such a small thing but i don't know to me it, it, it's those small little things that bring me joy anyway so i ended up having a fire out there and uh, don't worry I put the thing out properly and I made sure that it was completely out before I retired to the van, but it was just really nice. And I like the risk. I like the fucking, I like not necessarily breaking the law, but I really like, um, just like the, um, what's the word? Uh, I, I get like an adrenaline rush. When I'm doing things like this every time it might be as small as like breaking into a campsite and just kind of using their facilities. And you know, it's not a big deal to me. And it shouldn't be a big deal to them, but, you know, seeing all the signs and seeing like, you know, you'd be, you know, fined this amount of money for, uh, you know, even stepping foot on the property. You know, I, I kind of like taking those risks. And one of these days I'm going to be busted. And at that point, I'll come up with some kind of bullshit excuse and I'll tell you then. But until then, it hasn't happened yet. So I'm hoping it doesn't because I can't afford this shit. But I mean, listen, I understand, folks. I get it. 
Not all you guys are living the van life. I know you're not living in your cars, not all of you, but some of you are. And I do understand that I, I get these messages saying, you know, could you talk a little bit more about some t- tips and tricks living in a van or living in your car or whatever. And I just really wanted to talk about some of the excuses that you could use to get away with murder. And I mean it. Like, this is this is a great way of just avoiding these fines because sometimes these guys are ne- needing a quota. And if you're rude, if you're aggressive, and if, if you start, like, challenging them, you got to remember this is not your property, okay? You are taking advantage of some rich asshole's property. Uh, for the most part. So just play it cool, you know, be polite, understanding, and 90% of the time, folks, you'll get away with it. You just got to be cool, come up with a good good excuse, reason with them, and I'm sure they're going to let it slide as long as you, you know, tell them that you're going to be out of there tomorrow. Don't push your luck, too. The other thing, too, guys, is, you know, the more you fuck up, the more you're fucking things up for people like me and other van lifers. You know, if you start being a rude jerk, if you start kind of pushing your luck with this kind of shit, then the next person that comes along might not have it as easy as you because of the experience that tree cop had with the last van lifer. So, like I said, just think of the whole community. Think of everybody that's trying their best to fucking make do with living out of the fucking systemic box that the cities kind of create and just be cautious and conscious of everybody that is doing this lifestyle. So once again, folks, thank you all so much for tuning in. And I know that I got tons more updates coming, especially the closer and closer I I get to going to L.A. I'll keep you all posted. I'll try and do a podcast while I'm in L.A., but it's not going to be the same, mainly because I'm not going to be bringing, you know, my uh, inner. Well, I might. I I'm not going to make any false promises, folks. All I'm going to say right now is I will do my best and we'll see how time kind of is working with me. If not, I'll do a huge recap once I get back. But once again, thank you all so much. This episode has been brought to you by Crazy Monkey Vodka, Nickel Nine Distillery. Thank you all so much for picking this shit up in Toronto. You guys rock. You guys have been tagging me and tagging Nickel Nine and Crazy Monkey. Uh, I really appreciate that. I've been talking to the owner, and he said that he has actually seen an increase in sales since I started kind of pitching this shit. So thank you all so much for picking up a bottle. Thank you so much for sponsoring me over at buymeacoffee.com slash Cash. You can buy me a beer, buy me a coffee, whatever. Keep the show going. And if you don't want to do any of that and you just want to support me by following one of my pages, you can always go over to Johnny No Cash Official over on Instagram, Johnny No Cash Official on Facebook. And if you want to send me a letter or anything like that, you can always do life with Johnny no Cash at gmail.com. Of course, one last thing, if you want some dusty ass merch before it's all fucking gone, because this is the last run I'm doing on the products I have in the, in the shop right now, you can always go over to johnnynocash.bandcamp.com and pick yourself up a limited edition merch, because this is the last it's going to be made. Uh, I'm going to see about what happens in the future as far as future merch but as of right now this is the last of it so if you want grab yourself a t-shirt grab yourself a bandana or something cool like that some shot glasses for some crazy monkey and thank you for supporting the show until next time folks thank you so much for tuning in i'll see you around you better stay dusty
I'm out. I'm living in a van playing outlaw too. Life with Johnny No Cash. Smoking them smokes and drinking that booze. Life with Johnny No Cash. Where I go, how the fuck don't know? I'm off the grid on Dusty Roads. There ain't no better way of eating beans.